I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets if I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid on the same soil that my grandfather's was walking. Know your history. Tata Pai Lautiwa. Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Second episode of the year. Here we are. Yes. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Oh Second my gosh. <laughs> you know, uh, I think last time I talked about having to put one foot in front of the other. Uh, and this is, yeah, that second foot that's in front of the first. So I'm like, all right, two steps into the journey. Here we go. <laughs> journey of a thousand miles. Here we are. Step two. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, doing well, actually. Um, the one random thing that kind of is uh, weird is just kind of the winter ick. I don't know what the weather is like for yes. you. Um, yeah, even waking up refreshed and like ready, then I look out the window and it's just like gray and gloomy. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so wanting, I don't know, I guess just wanting like a little bit of outside to match the enthusiasm of inside would be nice. Yeah, we'll get there. I guess that's the whole point of winter, you know, is to like. It's coming. Yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, the only question mark is when is it going to be here? And that's a <laughs> uh, knowing question throughout. I wouldn't say throughout spring, but at least the start of spring. We don't know what's going on. But yeah, I'm in the same route. I'm Still home in Lapway, and okay. I do not want to get out of bed this morning because once it's, you know, the res is already cozy, you know, and just being at home. And then um, usually when I see the sun, it's like, okay, let me hop up. Let's go. Let's get energized. Let's do this. Um, but there was none today. It was very, very cloudy today. So which means I don't want to get out of bed. It's already a little chilly. Yeah. And when it's cold, like if I got to take the blankets off and I'm cold, I will not get up. I literally <laughs> stay in bed for an extra three hours because it's cold. Like, <laughs> yeah, easy days. So today it wasn't that bad this morning, but it was just one of those mornings where I did not want to get up because it was just cloudy and cozy, um, which there's nothing wrong with. But I would have appreciated, you know. If I had absolutely nothing to do today, my phone wasn't blowing up in the morning. <laughs> Stick in my bed um, for an extra few hours, but that's okay. That's okay. It, it was just, it, it was very cozy this morning. So I appreciate what coziness I was able to get this morning. <laughs> yeah. I got a, a 20 pound weighted blanket as one of my Christmas presents oh. this year. Yeah. So that made oh, it even... You tell me, you, yeah, give me your whole... <laughs> I seen something on Instagram yesterday that was talking about these weighted blankets. So oh, I word? You to give your review, because I have one, not as big, but I do okay. have one. Um, okay. Yes, I want to hear your experience. Oh my gosh. Well, one, I love it. Uh, it's funny because I would actually keep... My mom had like this really large quilted blanket um, that I would often just like keep folded into like fours or like a quarter 
so that it provided some kind of like weight. And I was just like, put that on my lap. Uh, so then that kind of gave her the idea to be like, oh, why don't we just get him a weighted blanket? Uh, and yeah, ever since I've had it, I've been like that kid from, from Charlie Brown who like walks around with his blanket. Uh, wait, 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 you can walk <laughs> around with the weighted blanket? <laughs> I mean, like not out of the house yet, like within <laughs> the house, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go like watch TV upstairs. So I'll like bring my blanket with me. Um, yeah. like, all right, I'm going to bed. So I'll like bring my blanket with me. Uh, yeah, because it like I enjoy it. I enjoy the way it feels. Uh, so I guess technically I haven't had it around me since I was down uh, in Lapway over that one week. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't bring it with me to Lapway or anything. Uh, but yeah, now that I have it like as a permanent fixture on my bed, yeah, the coziness that you're talking about getting out of bed, it's mm -hmm. it's increased like tenfold. Uh, so is yeah not only like the warmth and the comfort yet the actual like having to work my way out from under the blanket because it's weighted you know so like to get out of the bed now I have to like kind of push this weight off of me and like shimmy under it to get out which is extra work which who wants to do extra work getting out of bed I don't think many people you know so that it like basically incentivizes me to sit still and just lay cozy in my bed mm -hmm. uh so yeah, <laughs> I'm loving it and almost maybe a little bit too much. Yeah, I don't blame you. So I read like it was like on Instagram and they were just like it was more I think it was more so on this entrepreneur feed that I was not feed um, profile that I have on my Instagram because really all my Instagram is full of this, like business and food. That's literally it. And so <laughs> that's all I get to look at every day, um, which I'm fine with. So I was um <laughs> scrolling and it was talking about weighted blankets and so they were basically saying how like a lot of the like first of all you get excellent sleep like you um you're just so you, you know you can't move the too much therefore you're just kind of nestled in you're cozy obviously but um you're just you're a lot more I guess vibrant the next day and you're able to get a lot more done now I don't know if that's completely true because I only have one um, weighted blanket and that post made me want to get like a larger one for my bed yeah. but I have like a little one um I remember we me and my mom like grabbed one from the gas station or something and we like used it during like uh, us camping and so they were like it's not huge but I would say it's like a almost like a twin size if not a little bit smaller yeah. and so when I was like traveling across the country and I was driving I'm like, well, I'm bringing this weighted blanket because I'm like, I don't like staying in a hotel if I know I just need like a power nap or I'm just going to sleep for two to three hours. I'm like, what's the point of paying all that money for two to three hours? I'm like, I'm cool with sleeping in my car. And so that weighted blanket knocked me out and I was out for like a full night's sleep. I woke up with sunshine. I was like, what time is it? I got to get back on the road. I was out. Like I was out. So yes, I'm definitely have to invest in a, in a bigger size for my bed. But at the same time, I'm a little nervous because I am the worst person to get up in the morning. <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows that <laughs> they do not attempt to wake me up because I'm just like, get off of me. So, um, I'll have to think about it, but they definitely are magic. So, um, shout out, I'm, I'm shout out to the, the, the weighted blanket gang, you know, yeah. producing these weighted blankets, but, um, Yes, definitely, definitely something I kind of want to, I want to get for my bed to try out. 
Yeah, I think mine's, it's a small one, basically like what you described, I think like a twin size, because mm-hmm. it goes basically from like, yeah, the, like the bottom of my necks, like the top of my chest to like my ankles, um, like lengthwise Yeah. Uh, when I lay under it. Uh, yeah, if I like bring my knees into my chest and curl up, say like on the couch, it covers my entire, my entire body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't, yeah, it, that enough though, it like... <laughs> It's enough to like drown me into my, or not drown me, but like let me slink and slunk down into my bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I don't know, like I know like everyone sleeps different. Yeah, I've like worked to train myself to sleep on my back uh, in the last however many years. Uh, I think it actually low key, it came from when I started like dipping into meditation, like seriously. Uh, and like yoga, because then like savasana and yoga, it's like, you know, you're like laying on your back. Uh, and so then ever since I started like listening to sound frequencies and like practically meditating myself to sleep in the last few years is like me taking on also just like going to sleep on my back as if I were in savasana and yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's <laughs> it's actually been a nice addition to that. Uh, cause yeah, like I'll just, I'll lay there and then I don't have to move too much under the bed or like under that blanket. Uh, and so then, yeah, when I wake up, I'm literally still like in that same position, like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a full nestle into the bed. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a lot of information. No, that's uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to sleep. Everyone needs it. Every, I mean, even just speaking on our last episode with rest, you know, that includes sleep. So yeah, need enough sleep. And I'm someone who like, I need my eight hours. Like, I think I mentioned this before. Like if I get seven hours and 55 minutes, I'm crabby because I didn't get those last five minutes. Like I need <laughs> at least a full eight hours and everyone's different. There's that culture that kind of drives, you know, you no sleep early nights or late nights early mornings and you know the more you get done you know the better and that whole hustle hard mindset when realistic realistically it's like no that's like not mentally healthy for you so um, once I really understood that and how much like mental health really obviously helps whatever mindset you need um sleep is definitely a part of that equation (laughs) I don't know how to go back to or like I'm sure there's going to be a point in my life where I don't get as much sleep as I do now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like why I'm cherishing the sleep that I am getting. I don't know though. Like, I guess it does also go back to like the other saying of like, if, if what you want isn't what you're getting, then like you need to readjust your boundaries or whatever that is. I know I kind of butchered yeah. that. Um, it's true though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I read in my, 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 um, in the um, set boundaries, find, find peace book. Right okay. Now. It's just basically, basically like if you don't have time to do the things that you want to do, you don't have, you don't have good personal, you don't have any personal boundaries. That's what it is. Yes. Thank I, you. When I heard that. I was like, dang. <laughs> I say, like, oh, dang, read me. Book like that. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm supposed to be reading you. You reading me. <laughs> Bro. Like, dang, drag me then. I know. Oh, but, but yeah, <laughs> like, true. So. Well, because when I was doing like, uh, say, like a 5 a.m., 6 a.m. on the regular waking up schedule, Mm -hmm. I would go to bed at like 8.30 or 9, Mm -hmm. uh, which I guess is fine because then I would still get 
eight-ish hours into my nine-ish hours, depending. Because even like, again, for, for me, like, even like when I get into bed, like, that doesn't mean that I go to sleep. Like, it takes me a while to fall asleep still. Uh, even in like the best of times. Uh, so yeah. However, then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to bed at like eight, eight thirty, maybe nine o'clock on like a, a late night, quote unquote, late night. I don't know from like, I guess just like my body and the way that like, I kind of work eight to nine, it's, it's forcing it to like go to sleep at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it doesn't necessarily feel natural. I don't know. So like, yeah, even in the times where I did practice getting up at like five, five thirty, so that I can get myself like going, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I do my workout for the morning and then I, you know, eat breakfast and all the other things, uh, to do that whole like Instagram entrepreneur life checklist, uh, cold shower, meditate, you know, whatever the checklist yeah. was, uh, yeah, it still felt kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know if I'll get back into it because uh, I, I guess I was productive in the morning. Um, yeah, it did always feel kind of weird going to bed at like an earlier part of the night. Yeah, I liked when I had like a set, like when I, it's very rare, but when I do have <laughs> where I go to bed early, wake up early or go to bed early. Yeah, wake up early. Um, I love it because I really just don't like nighttime like that. Like I love just being in the daytime. And so mm. there is nights where I would go to bed at like 9.30, wake up at 5.30. Again, this is very rare because your girl is not a morning person. I really try, but <laughs> um, <laughs> one project sets me off and I'm up until like two, three o'clock in the morning. It totally screws it up. But anyway, when I had that little schedule, I really did like it, but. But yeah, it did feel weird. But at the same time, I was like proud of myself because I'm like, yeah, you're going to get up. But then some days I'm just like, I don't feel like it, um, which is the <laughs> problem, obviously, when you don't have some place to particularly be in the morning. Um, it all relies on you. So that's always been a little bit of struggle of mine. But I get my sleep where I can. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, the routine of it all does feel good. And then like that, it's like a, a sense of accomplishment. Uh so I, I get that for sure. And now, uh, second week, we have our second interview, just like that. Uh, Pudizi on deck, Trap Native. Uh, I don't know if anyone follows him already online, uh, yet we are honored to uh, be welcoming another guest here to the show. It's always such a great time uh, getting additional gems in our conversations with more people uh, and definitely looking forward to sharing uh, the conversation with our listening audience. Uh, and yeah, for those of you who do not know Pudizi and or Trap Native, uh, let's give you a quick little rundown so you have at least a small introduction into the amazingness which you're about to hear. Yes, yes. We're super excited to have him. So look, just as a, a quick little background, of course, we like our Um, our guests to introduce themselves. Um, We'll give you a brief insight into who he is before we jump into the interview, but Pooh Deezy, aka Trap Native, is an artist out of San Diego, California, and a member of the Saquon Band of the Kumye Nation. With laid-back raps and chill tones, Pooh Deezy showcases versatility on every track, often touching upon life on the reservation along with the struggles and perks that come with it. Pooh Deezy's music is a direct representation of what he calls a Trap Native. 
Being born and residing in Bakersfield, California, up until the age of 10, Pudizi has been exposed to both street and res living. This is what contributes to the raw street sound of his music. Pudizi has been on four North American tours and is a, na a Native American Music Award winner. He has also collaborated with many other artists, including Nipsey Hussle, Jay Diggs, Riff Raff, and more. So with that being said, we're super excited to get the chance to interview Pudizi. And um, if you're not following him, please do so now. He has so many sides to him, um, but that's all I'm going to say. We're going to go ahead and get into it and allow him to tell us a little bit more about him. We are here with Pooh Deezy. He's tapped in, so we're not going to wait. We're going to go ahead and give him the floor. We like to put respect on his name, so we'll go ahead and tell us a little, little bit about yourself um, and give us that introduction. Oh, yeah. What up with it? I'm Pooh Deezy. I'm uh, from Saquon Reservation, Kumeyaay Nation, out here in San Diego. Just tapping in with my good peoples. Quantum Theory. Yes, we're very, very excited to have you. Um, but yeah, I, you're you're a man of many hats, and so many people may have know you know you for your music. Um, and if they follow you, they see your clothing brand as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and I so I know it goes beyond just music, but music obviously being one of your main outlets. Um, can you kind of talk about your business and the different avenues that you kind of go down with your brand? Yeah, definitely. So. Um... Definitely music is, you know what I mean, the center stone of it all. Um, but through the music, like I've been doing music for uh, forever, like at least like 12 years now. And um, off and on, though, you know what I mean, you life get in the way and you have those gaps and breaks. And then I always find myself coming back to it. Um, in the meantime, in between time, I've always had a love for clothes. Um, so I've been building my own streetwear brand, which started as like, a merch but i never really wanted it to be super just merchy you know what i mean so we trying to create a, a self-sufficient street band you know what i mean streetwear brand by the name of trap native so um you can find that like trapnative.com uh also if you follow me on social media it'll be on there um also i've been doing this uh what's really like near and dear I've been doing like this res run event, you know, we working on having the second one. The first one we had super successful, we had like a hundred people come up to Saquon and run. And the, the purpose behind that is just sharing people, sharing with people, something that helped me through my hard times, you know, um, just coping every day. You know what I mean? Giving the people something positive and a, a positive outlet versus, um, you know, the regular vices that we usually choose to go to in native country. And uh, it's something that's been working for me like crazy. You know what I mean? Just getting outside and running and being active. It's just, it's just a tool to help get through your day. You know what I mean? And get through all the BS for real. Cause it get hard out here, you know, <laughs> but with those two, I mean, I even, I even did some like music video production. Um, I did that. I was doing that heavy like two years ago. I got a chance to work on some pretty big videos. I know I did uh, produce Stop Capping by Blueface. Um, a couple other artists like in L.A. we were working on and it was a pretty cool experience for sure. But I never try to like limit myself, you know, so I'm always out here learning. Like I got a background in the cannabis industry. Um, 
I just try to just take on anything I have a little bit of interest in, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I love that. It's always uh it's always fun hearing the multifacetedness of our guests. Uh oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, because it's not like to it, mention, not to mention a, a, a part-time pro snowboarder. Okay. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't pro, I ain't Please pro, do mention. Like, that's that's my shit though. You know what I'm saying? That's like one of my loves, like my spare time. Uh especially, you know, around this season. I just try to chase the powder you know what i mean get out there and get down something i've been doing for a long time now too probably since i was like 18 okay yeah I, yeah that was my follow-up question it's like where does one snowboard like in the area uh, you have to travel over out? here in san diego we go to uh, big bear that's the closest mountain okay like three and a half hours away but if you go three hours past that to mammoth which is like six seven hours away it's crazy like super powder you know what i mean okay. and it's still in california too so it's not a bad drive either. It's like super straight up, but I like to go there. It's Big Bear, I go like all the time, like down there every other week. But when I can, we'll travel out. I did a Big Sky, Montana last year. Nice. And uh, I plan on doing Park City, Utah this year. And um, try to maybe try to get out to Colorado also before the season's over. Okay. Yeah. I'm jealous. I've always wanted to learn how to snowboard. My sister dabbles in it a little bit, but yeah. as far, like I just went tubing last week and like yeah. that was step one. So like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's definitely like it's something you gotta like really want to do because you're gonna fall like you're gonna bust your ass over and over and over again. So if you really want to do it though, you just keep going and you get better and better. But it's it, it take it take a few rides, you know. Yeah. yeah. And like growing up, it's like those were white people activities. But I'm like, nah, the culture's changing. Like, all right, so <laughs> you know, I you know what I get that a lot. And and for me, it's like if that's what you call it, so be it. But I know the yeah. motherfuckers be having fun. Like they know how to have fun. Like, exactly. <laughs> I, went, I went skydiving last year also, and that mm-hmm. that was like the one of the best things I ever did. You know what I mean? Like I always been a little low key adrenaline junkie without knowing it. You know what I'm saying? I just for me, it was like fighting this shit. You know what I mean? Like that shit always turned me on growing up. But now um, I box also. That's okay. another one of my hats. <laughs> I box yes. training at like a bomber squad close here to the crib for like five, six years also. But um, but yeah, like I didn't know I was an adrenaline junkie because we didn't really have the outlets. You know what I'm saying? And then it, like you said, people would always say, well, oh, that's white sports. Like Blacks don't do that. Natives don't do that. This, this, and that. But shit, have a couple white friends. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how to get it in for real. In the summer, like I do wakeboarding. You know what I'm saying? And that's just super fun. Like hit the lake and go wakeboarding. And Mm -hmm. even uh, I even tried surfing a few times. And like I said, I don't like limits. I don't like boxes. I don't like labels. None of that. You know what I mean? We just try and live life to the fullest. And experience everything you know yeah yeah well one of the things that kind of happens too with our conversations is like that bit of radicalization where it's just like oh uh because for me i I feel you on that like i grew up uh, actually going out on the slope so like uh my dad he would he would take so it's me and my two younger siblings and my mom uh yeah he grew up skiing um so uh him being half native half white like, you yeah. know, that was that was like what they did uh, for fun. Right. And so then I was a part of like his coming up. So he brought that into our our family. 
So yeah. like we had that access and like out of, so on, like on my dad's side, that side, they'll go skiing. They'll do that type of stuff. Right. On my mom's side, they just never, they're coming out of the, the res uh, uh, in Idaho and like not really having any type of like snow culture like that outside right. of like sledding right. on our, on our Hills, uh, yeah. maybe like riding the horses in the snow, you know? Yeah, uh, so fun. on my mom's side, we didn't have that connection yet. The dad, like on my dad's side, he brought us up in that. So like now that we're adults, like we go out and we do that stuff. Uh, and it's cool. Like getting to like meet up with my cousins, we'll get a cabin, you know, we'll go skiing, we'll go snowboarding, you know, some ski, yeah. some snowboard. Um, yeah. yeah. Then I, the radicalization part for me is always like, Ooh, the money. Cause it like, it takes the money to travel there. It takes the money, oh, to yeah. there, your lift I ticket, all the equipment, yeah. you know? Yeah. So then that's what gets me is like, I don't, it's like, it's just having the access to all that and like having, yeah. the, you know, the expendable, like the extra cash to like, yeah. okay, I'm going to have to throw down a couple hundred dollars to make this thing happen. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. I'm big on that too, though. Like I try to preach that a lot because what you see in the culture now more so black culture is you know people spend all this money on like designer and, and bullshit when you could go do an experience like go have an experience like that's that's much more the type of stuff i'll be trying to be on you know mm -hmm. i mean of course we're gonna get the designer when we can and stuff we like to dress you know fashionable all that but if I had to choose, like, okay, we're gonna buy this three thousand dollar jacket, or we're finna go to Mammoth for a weekend, we're going to Mammoth. You know what I'm saying? Like, we finna go experience something. You feel? But yeah. that's yeah. I mean, people, we waste so much money every day on BS, like, and you could really be out here living. You know what I mean? Seeing the world, like, traveling and having experiences. You know? So I, I, I definitely be trying to push for that too. Yeah, Michaela talks about that a lot too. Like, especially with travels, like she gets to like go on dope travels and literally just yeah. got back from Europe like a month ago. I'll be seeing you moving on your Instagram. It's like it's in, it's a, it's very, very important. And I feel like a lot of people put it on such a high pedestal, like, you know, well, you get to do this, or you know, it's one day I'll get to do this. And it's like, no, just like look at your spending yeah. habits, write down what you're spending on and just cut it in put it towards this or if you just get yeah. like, you just got your per cap or if you just got a hefty right. bonus or whatever like right. put it towards that instead of you know drinking on the weekend or grabbing yeah. you know materialistic items that really don't have any right. value so i'm like experienced right. so um so yeah we try to push that as well but but yeah i'm i'm all for it i like keeping up with you on your instagram because it's all just family and travel and business yeah. at the same time and just yeah. kind of lifting your community and your people. So that's really yeah. awesome to see. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing? I know you're, you're originally from California, um, but just yeah. kind of how your both sides and both cultures have influenced you. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. So I, I was born in Bakersfield, California. Um, Bakersfield is like an hour and a half, almost two hours north of LA. Um, super humble beginnings. Um, I was born on the east side, raised there for a little while. Super tough neighborhood, rough neighborhood. My my grandma, she actually, she was misplaced um, early on. Like both of her parents passed on when she was super young. Nobody would take her in. So she ended up going to like boarding schools and, you know, growing up kind of just doing her own thing. So found herself in Bakersfield, had all of her kids there. Um, my mom was one of what five siblings so um 
they all grew up like in these projects, you know what I'm saying, on the east side. And tough lives, you know what I'm saying? Because back then it was like there's nothing on the res. You know how it is. Like we didn't have electricity, running water, none of that. So it was no use in coming back, you know. Um, it wasn't until about I say my family in general, they started moving back around like 96, 95. But me and my mom's kids, we were like the last ones to come back to the res, which was like in 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was like seeing both sides. You know, I, I was so young. I didn't really know we were growing up in poverty like we were, you know, not until like things started to change. You know, like we moved from a house in the ghetto to like an apartment in the ghetto, then from the apartment to like another apartment outside the ghetto, then like a house outside the ghetto. And then we moved to like a big ass house in Bakersfield is like in the suburbs, like called Rosedale, you know? And um, I'm like, damn, shit kind of, you know what I mean? Shit kind of changed. Like this shit, I'm getting older. And I'm like, all right, well, it wasn't just like that over there. Like it was rats and roses over there. Like that's crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Finally, we come back to San Diego in like 98, 99. All this, of course, you know, attributes to the success of Saquon Casino, um, which opened up in 83. 88 was the first um, rebuild. And I want to say like, was, yeah, like once it, it started becoming enough to really like help out the families and the communities, that's when you see a lot of people start coming back, you know? because the infrastructure is here now. Okay, we got homes now, we got electricity, we got, you know, all these resources now. And it's like, okay, people can come back and, and live off the land, so to speak. So it's just a super blessing. Like it, it, it always kept me humble knowing what I come from and then just seeing the blessings and everything just, you know, get bigger and bigger. I think I think it was it was super cool and super unique, like such a unique experience because the kids nowadays, like even my little brother, like they kind of know one speed, you know what I'm saying? And it's like you can kind of see the difference, you know, but at the same time, it's each one teach one. So we really big on reminding the younger ones like, hey, we don't come from that. Like we don't come from money. We don't you know, and that's not what it's all about. We really, you know, come from struggling, seeing both sides and. You know, we got to honor these ancestors that laid this foundation down for us. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, we we definitely had a hard time, though, coming back because my grandmother, she uh, she was full blood, Kumya, one of the last full blood on our reservation, actually. And uh, she kind of had a hard time coming back because she left so young. And then when she come back, she come back with all these black kids, right? <laughs> so, so we know how that goes. You know what I mean? She come back with all these black kids and people are like, what? Like, the hell you come from? You know what I mean? Like, I've been here. Like, you know, she's been in Rose since she was born and everything. She's like, what? Like, I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Like, relax. And you know, you know how that could get. It, it You know, we had to fight. We had to, you know just defend our our dignity you know what i'm saying so many times over and over and uh i can't say it gets better with the generations though you know what i mean i think uh 
just just seeing from my mom's generation, even my grandmother's, and then from my mom's generation and then to mine and then to like our kids, a lot of the families now, we, you know, we have a way better rapport than when we first came back to the risk, you know? So it gets better and better with time. And, you know, we teach our kids, we don't like instill the hate or teach our kids the history of like how much fighting we had to do to even be speak to, you know what I mean? To be spoke to on the reservation. So it's a, but you know, we do that for them. You know what I mean? We, we, we did that. Our, Our ancestors did it for us. And, you know, we do it for our kids to make sure like we are respected and we are, you know what I mean? Looked at as equals, you know, on this res and our dark skin doesn't, it, it, it doesn't demote us in no way, shape or form because, you know, us knowing who we are as a family, if you talk blood quantum, it's like we have one of the strongest bloodlines, if not the strongest bloodline on our reservation today. But because our skin is darker, we can't hide behind our counterpart race. You know what I mean? If you, you, you might have a, a Kumya and a Mexican here, and they'll tell you up and down all day, oh, they full blood kumya. And it's like, no, you know what I'm saying? You're not. Or you got a white kumya, and, and it's like, you know, they kind of, a lot of people only identify one side. Unfortunately for me, I can't. Like, you know, I'm black off the rip. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. <laughs> I can't say I'm just kumya. I yep. had to grow up, you know what I mean? Acknowledging both sides. And it's funny because only, only like, you know, only the blacks know that you're not all black. You know what I'm saying? And then then to everybody else, it's like, oh, you're just black. It's like, no, I'm actually like native. They're like, oh, for real? Like, yeah. Then they find out, oh, you from an actual res and like you're actually enrolled and like you're not just saying that. Like, nah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's funny like that growing up because I always knew, you know, and like I said, mostly probably because we were growing up around black people. And I was always the first question, like, oh, what do you mix with? You know, you're a little lighter and your hair is a little better. So like, what do you mix with? Not Indian. It wasn't no big thing to me. But, you know, the older I started to get and the more I understood, like, what I was representing and just the culture in general, it, uh, you know, it became super important for me to represent my culture, you know? Yeah. 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 Ooh, that just took me back. I just realized like how all my like early interactions were like, oh, you're mixed with something or like there's something yeah. in there. Like, what do you mix with? Like <laughs> yeah. hearing you say that, it brought me back. I said, oh yeah, that was like literally yeah. like every interaction. Yeah. Ooh, that gave me chills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Because uh, it's wild. <laughs> What was that? I said in family too. It's like, you know, it's they, I just know from my black side, it's like, it's kind of, it's the native side is a lot emphasized on my side, but it still (laughs) makes me feel like, okay, but I'm still one of y'all too. Like they just kind of focus a lot on my native side, but then obviously being on the res as well, at least growing up, um, it was like, okay, yeah, you're black. So totally related. Yeah. 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 And it's cool. Like I, I I would never get mad. I'll never deny, you know, being black. I, I love it as a matter of fact, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially just learning more about the history of black people and not just Western, you know, history where it starts with slavery, you know what I'm saying? But like actually, you know, coming from a, a, a just as rich 
um, race as natives. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a lot of culture being black. And I think it's important to honor and dig deep and represent both, you know, like, I feel like shit, that's, that's my due diligence. Like I have to. Yeah. Yeah. When you mentioned, um, when you said we have one of the strongest bloodlines, it's like thinking of those both sides and the start of this country. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we really do. Yeah. <laughs> they try to so, wipe both sides out. And it's like, yeah, we, when, you know, with everything that we do, we have so much passion in the things that we do. And we stand for a lot of things that a lot of, a lot of other people don't um, because of those bloodlines. So yeah, um, so yeah that, that definitely stood out. And, and a lot of people would never understand you know, unless unless they've been through it themselves, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard having these type of conversations with a non-Native or a non-Black, you know? For sure. But if you have, you know, a conversation with even just someone who's Black, like, it's, it's a lot of understanding, you know? It's a lot of understanding because the cultures are so similar. And what's been happening, you know, just forever since beginning the time to our people is super similar so i just think I, I i just like to see us connect more that's why i love this type of you know what i mean like when i found out there was like actually a a, a black native like movement you know what i'm saying <laughs> on like social media like twitter and shit i'm like for real yeah. I'm like, you people like me out here, like, y'all, y'all, y'all go through what I go through, and you have to sock people on the rest for calling you niggas, and you had to, like, okay, bet. You know? <laughs> like, <"All right." laughs> it's wild. And it's yeah. crazy how many of us have, like, so much of the same story, or, like, not even the same story yet, just, like, similar interactions, similar, yeah, like, definitely. experiences. Definitely. Um, yet, it's, it's bomb getting to celebrate like yeah. all the facets of us now, you know? Yeah. And then on top of that, getting to connect with other people. Right. Is, yeah, where it's like, we were so, or at least for me, again, I felt so isolated growing up. And now it's like, oh, there's so many people that I am able to see, reach out to, okay. and now connect with. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's super cool. It's super cool. Like, it's it's really a movement for real. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the spaces that you get in with your music, uh, how has that been for you? Um, man, music, just the experience in itself, I would say, has been super cool. Like, I was able to uh, do a lot of traveling. Like, I did, like, four U.S. tours. Um, yeah, like, 30, 40 city tours each time. So we... Uh, man, we got to see a lot, you know what I mean? And just uh, music in general has been an outlet and just another tool to help me get through, you know, some tough years and some tough times. And and in which is uh, like, I've, I've, I've dug into it a little bit, like surface level, super surface level with speaking on a lot of what I've been through in my music because, you know, it's it's tough to go back to those places, you know, and like the way I am, I kind of like just close up and go into this shell, you know what I mean, when I'm going through what I'm going through. And it's not something I really like talking about, like this type of conversation is a little easier, but like um, in my music, you know, like I tried it before and, it, and like those songs are like the songs that really like stick out and, you know, make the difference and you know, they're like timeless, but it's like, 
like, dude, I was crying in the studio when I made that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit was hard to make, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. people want to hear more of that, and I just be like, dude, like, you don't know how hard it was to do that shit. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm put you on like, that, that <laughs> Man, for real. For real. But I mean, that's definitely something I, I've been practicing on doing more and, and speaking about, you know, because uh, I, I have lived like a, a you know, I don't want to say hard life. I mean, it, it you know, because I don't want to like compare it to others, but I've had my share of trials and tribulation, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just kind of touching, I guess, on that and I guess getting through those kind of tri- trials and tribulations. Um, again, you do a lot. And so are you able to kind of touch on your support system and kind of how you navigate maintaining a good sense of mental health just based on, you know, with everything that you have going on and just being human, I guess, in general? Yeah, right. Yeah. How do you like what are some outlets that you kind of dive into in terms of like self-care and maintaining that not only for yourself, but for your family as well? Um, For me, isolation, I think. For a long time, it's something I I didn't really uh, know how to do. You know, like you kind of just just keep going and keep pushing is what they tell you. You know what I'm saying? Just keep going. But what I what I figured out is, you know, the more I do that, just putting shit off to the side and acting like I'm not hurt and I don't need time to heal. Like I'm not giving myself the space that I need to come back and and be productive 100 Mm percent. You know, so. you know, it's like if I'm on E, you know, I'm on half a tank and I'm still driving, like I'm not going to get the full, like, you know, you're not going to get me at 100 yeah. percent. And I'd rather, you know, go fill my tank up, you know, isolate, do what I got to do, turn off the phone, disappear, whatever I got to do, you know, and, and, and recharge and then come back. And because, you know, like just giving your energy to whatever it is like that's a lot and a lot of people don't understand that yet like they're not looking at it in those terms and they wonder why they're so tired and just so over everything and over life and it's like nah you got to give yourself time to do you you know what i'm saying go outside connect with nature and that's a that's like like i said that's how this res running stuff started for me it was just uh I can remember not it's funny I was telling my girl the other day I'm like man I was in such shape like two years ago and I'm trying to figure out what it was and I'm like you know what it was I was mad like I was super mad and every time I would like find myself just super frustrated I was like I'm gonna go run you know like I'm gonna go run I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna go run and it's like I just got in a crazy shape you know what I'm saying and I wasn't trying to get in shape you know what I'm saying it just kind of happened and I'm like damn okay this if this is one of the benefits of doing that, like bet, because I'm really just trying to keep my mind right. You know, I wasn't even, I had no like physical goals or nothing. I just wanted to feel better. You know, I wanted to get out of my head. And that was something that helped me like tremendously. You know what I mean? Just going out and running and going out uh, exercising, and but really being outside. You know what I mean? Like I, I tell people all the time, like, running in general is cool if you're going to do it on a treadmill but you want to get outside you know what i mean breathe fresh air get the sun in your face um hit the mountains you know what i mean whatever you got around you just get out there and connect with it you know um like isolation i would say exercising and and, and really uh 
even even as you're not isolating, as you're starting to get back out there, just um, just being aware of the energy you keep around you, you know, the people. And, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of times, like, I, I've, I've had to, like, put these boundaries, create these boundaries for myself. And, you know, a lot of people know, like, my story and how much I've been through. So, you know, they might think they they want to call and like dump on you. You know what I'm saying? They want to like put all this emotional energy on you. Like it's something you can do. And a lot of times there's nothing I can do. You know what I'm saying? And, but, but now it's like, I'm, I'm so like sensitive to the energies around me and the people, like I don't really allow people to dump on me no more. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, and I used to feel selfish about that, but it's like, bro, I don't really have the space. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to deal with my own shit, but what I what I can do is show you these tools. You know what what helps me and and the things that I've used to get me out of those rough places. You know, so um, like setting those good boundaries for yourself, being aware of the energy you keep around you, the energy you put out, isolation, exercise. Like those are all tools for me that just help me grow every day you know what i mean into like a, a a better mindset you know ultimately that's that's and it it's crazy because it, it it don't really ever stop it's like it's something that you know once you feel like okay i'm getting over this boom something else will happen and it's like damn okay let me process this now and okay i'm getting a better feeling i'm getting in a better, you know i'm in a better mood i'm gonna pop back out i'm gonna do music again i'm gonna do this do that and then boom something else will happen and it's like damn i stopped asking why though a long time ago i was just like you know what like whatever i'm kind of like the whatever stays now you know what i'm saying we're like all right whatever come my way we just gonna get through it you know what i mean we're gonna get through it yeah for sure and I like how you kind of mentioned not allowing people to jump on you. Like that one's heavy. Like that's a big exactly. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. I kind of have felt the same way in some instances to where I'm like, dang, I really feel heartless in this situation. But like I need my boundaries and I need to protect my peace. Yeah. And it's not really worth me kind of overstepping that or going back and going backwards, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Bound, especially on the res, too, where everything's so tight knit, you know, to yeah. Everybody knows everything or people share. Yeah. It's really a community based. And I think the res does a lot, you know, and this it's totally understandable to where, you know, our boundaries as people aren't as strong or aren't as tight because we're so used to these systems of um, of being so tight knit and of yeah. being we have to do this and you know we have to kind of struggle for things to be worth it and things like that you know that's a whole other conversation but by mm -hmm. establishing those boundaries early on and people seeing them and understanding them only challenges them to you know create boundaries themselves and figure out what yeah. goals, um they either need to break or build you know healthy yeah. um so yeah so that that that's 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 a big one <laughs> yeah, just just doing that self-work that shadow work in general you know what i mean it's uh it's it's a process, but it's it's so worth it. And when you find yourself like making progress and reacting to situations differently than you would have in the past, you really feel good about yourself. You know, you really feel good, and you start loving yourself, mm -hmm. which is what it all boils down to most. You know, what I mean, it's just that self esteem and loving yourself, and you know how you feel about yourself inside. Cause that's where it starts. You know. Yeah.
it's definitely a sign of like one's emotional intelligence or competence, uh, especially like when you start attracting other people because they're like, oh, like you process through this in a healthy way. Yeah. Uh, or you know or you can you can yeah. you can yeah basically like that you know so it's like yeah. oh well if you can do that well here let me give you more you know like yeah. let me come to you with my stuff help me figure my stuff out there and it's like wait a second like yeah, yeah but I, I you know at the same time i you, people got to do the work yeah you know what i mean and but and that's something i learned from trial and error of like i used to be so caught up in like trying to help people and exhausting all this energy on other people's problems and they're just not getting it. And you know what I'm saying? And, and it would frustrate me so much. And then I learned that it's like, no, all you can do is plant the seed. You know what I'm saying? And and then you got to fall back and let them figure it out and go through the process. You know, like you, you can't do it for them and you can't fix nobody's problems. You know, you can help and you can suggest and you could, you know, give advice, but it's ultimately up to them to do that work, you know? So that's, that's, that's how I learned, you know, I had to fall back because I was just getting too emotional about it and just too caught up in other people's shit. And it's like, hold on, I got my own shit. You know what I mean? Like, I got like, let me figure this out and y'all figure that out, you know? Yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. I always say you can't help nobody that doesn't want to help themselves. And it becomes yeah, 100%. A to where it's like you're literally holding yourself back and beating yourself mm-hmm. up well, this person just isn't that person you want them to be. And so just alone to where, hey, I can provide support where you feel like you may need it or things that work for me. But otherwise, it's like, okay, you're going to have to want it and take that. Because everybody's journey is different. I mean, I tell them this as well. I'm like, what may work for me, not may work for you. You know, give that to you to kind of plant that seed, so to speak. And it's up to you to water it, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. that's 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 also like you said everybody's journey is different um that's one thing that helped me a lot just i always resort back to that you know what i mean like everybody's in their journey everybody's journey is different so a lot of times when i hear people's perspective no matter how dumb it may sound to me or no matter how wrong i might know it is I'm like, hey, I got to accept that that's where they're at in their journey. And, you know, if it's for the highest good, they will see things a different way or the way it's meant to be saw, you know, in in the future or however much time that takes. But just allowing people the space to grow and to continue their journey without passing the judgment, you know, in the now is like what I really want to see. Uh, not just the culture but the world get into because now you got like this council culture and if you don't agree with me and if we don't see eye to eye in this then fuck you and i'm unfollowing you and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna down you to everybody when it's like nah bro like that's where you're at right now and that's okay like and if we're not on the same frequencies and on the same vibrations we don't have to you know click but i don't have to hate you i don't have to try to smut you out i don't have to try to get other people to hate you you know what I'm saying? It's just, we just don't agree right now. And I might agree with you later, or you might agree with me later. You know, it's just whenever our paths meet again and throughout our journey, but it's just allowing everybody to, you know, journey at their own pace. That's that's something I learned and it's something that keeps me just at peace, you know, keeps me from getting too caught up in this whole opinionated uh, lifestyle that we live now, because everybody got this platform, right? Like social media, 
and everybody just feels like I don't know they a talk show host or something or their opinions really matter like that you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they don't <laughs> and they don't but they do at the same time you know with yeah. all respect it's like they do because that's you know all, all you can reflect is the 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 data that you have so far you know and, and that's what I, I tell people all the time like I'm never too no matter how sure myself or how sure I sound about an opinion I'm never too smart to not learn anything new. So if you can provide me with, you know, the the data and 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 you know the 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 right stuff, like I my mind could be changed on just about anything, you know. But you got to kind of prove it, you know. You got to kind of give me something solid, you know. what I mean, to to get me to think that way. Because right now I just go off experience. But also, like Michaela said, I also let them know, like you know, what happened for me and what works for me might not work for you. And it might, or it might work for you. What didn't work for me, so it's just about allowing people to be on their own journey. You know, I've been watching a lot of Z-Way lately, uh, yeah. and I love her interviews because she just gets all these like crazy people into the room with her. You know, at different times, and then just like her interview style. Anyways, uh, in one of her interviews I was watching yesterday, uh, she was kind of touching on that, basically just like sitting down with these people who like, you know, they have different energies, they have different experiences, they have different thought processes mm-hmm. uh, and how much she loves that because it's, it's a different, it's a different background that's speaking, yeah. you know, cause like we're, we're all the main character in our story, you know, so we all, all have right. our own perspective. Uh, and so then she enjoys like celebrating, basically like putting these completely different perspectives in mm-hmm. the same room. And then just like allowing for whatever happens to happen and to not judge it uh, and to not say like what's right and wrong or good and evil in it. Yeah. Just like letting it be. Uh, it takes really strong people to do that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> because like my, my thing is i never like to argue, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like arguing. I don't like going back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least not in a, um, in a heated context, you know, but, like when I can get into deep conversations and deep debates with people without the emotion attached to it, like that's what I live for. Like I love that, you know what I'm saying? But um, no, nah, I haven't ran into many people that can do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, especially when you talk about like the, 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 you know, the bigger topics like politics or spirituality and, you know, stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's funny, man, you know, yeah. Not really. Uh, so I, I cherish the people I can con- converse with and, and, you know, talk to them. We can share information and perspectives without it being like, oh, we're looking at each other weird now because you think like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Makes sense, though. Like, I feel like especially when it comes to close people to where it's like, okay, or like people that you obviously know or hang out with to where they think a certain way, especially when it comes to politics and it becomes a whole mm-hmm barrier but I guess if it's anything else outside of that um, it can be easier to navigate but depending on like I said who and what it is but I was reading um, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and oh, my favorites. yeah and he's basically yeah. just like you're not here to change anyone's narrative basically definitely like, definitely narrative and you can't change that so I think after yeah. I read that it was a whole nother experience for me to where it's like okay I don't have anything to prove I'm not going to necessarily change their mind so why you know disrupt my energy for something that has everything to do 
And so once I understood that, that's when I kind of felt like, well, dang, I do feel heartless because I don't really care to share my point (laughs) or like, (laughs) I don't really care to further, you know, put my energy into someone who just is set in their ways or I'm okay with just not knowing and not having an opinion on things. If I'm unsure or whatever it is, it's just letting people be, it put a whole nother perspective into my, to my mind. I am in a, um, I am currently, I'm in such a fight with myself between that because like I know I have a platform, I have an audience, I got people that kind of are looking for me to speak on certain things and give my perspective. And exactly what you said is how I feel. You know what I mean? And but I do know and I kind of feel like I'm low-key responsible. You know, it's my responsibility to kind of shed light in certain places. But a lot of the stuff that's being talked about, it's like yeah, I have an opinion, but who cares? Because I don't really care about yours. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like you said, like, you know, it's just the the perspectives and, you know, everything's always going to be different anyway. And I'm not going to be able to change nobody's mind. And, and maybe, maybe I am, you know what I mean? But for the most part, it's, it's such a thin line from, you know, like I said earlier, just being like emotionally attached to, you know, making the change or getting people to see a better perspective when you know it's better than what they're sharing, you know? And I, and I think that's, that's where I used to get caught up in the end. Cause like I I said, you know, uh, for me, it was all, I, I learned by experience. So if I'm telling someone like, no, like there's a better way to look at things. And I know because, you know, it, like like the book says, like it's my truth. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't necessarily mean like that's their truth or it's going to be the same for them moving forward. So I had to kind of like step back and, you know, tone down a, a lot of the, the I, I want to say the emotion, the emotion I had tied to it, you know, because I'll still put my opinion out there every now and then, but it's not something that I'm going to like get so frustrated about to where it's going to ruin my day. Mm-hmm. That that you know people have such different outlooks on things, and for the most part of what I understand and what I see is like people ain't really been through shit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot of people that ain't really been through nothing, and you can tell from how they how lightly they take life. You know what I mean? They they just they just it just ain't really you know what they say like it's not that deep. You know what I'm saying? And it's like no, it actually is that deep. Like it's that deep and everything is that deep and you won't really know until you start really, you know, having them real, real, real like tests in your life to to see what you made of and who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember um, seeing something from the artist Russ. He was just like, I don't try to be a role model because it's a role you have to play. I'd rather live through example. Right. It's true. And that's all you can really do is like, that's how you kind of see the most in somebody and actually what they stand by and what they live for and what their values are, especially yeah. me. I'm not like someone. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to think of my someone think of myself as someone who can like really push the message through words. And I don't really care to, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, you can feel my energy or you can see what I'm doing. And that's, that's 100%. represent me. Yeah. So that's all you can really do. Hundred percent, and I think that's the better way. You know, that's the better way. I was just having this conversation with my brother last night because, um, you know, we were saying about uh, you know, he was he was talking about like he stopped smoking weed for New Year's, and he was saying like his oldest kid, which is like 
16, 17 now, just be coming through, you know, smelling like it and, you know, high red eyes and everything. And he's like, man, I have to check myself because, you know, I can't tell him what to do. And then I'm pulling up, picking him up on the same shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, for sure. What we got to understand is not just, um, you know, as a kid, adult thing, but just as humans, like we, no matter how old you are, we're visual learners. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't learn by, you know, verbally, we learn physically and, and visually, you know? So in order to spark change in someone, you have to be that example. You got to lead, live, eat, breathe, and sleep, whatever it is that you're trying to, whatever point you're trying to get across, you know? So like you said, I, I think that's the best way to, to get through. Like if you, passionate about making a change is is being the change and, and living the change, you know, setting that example of what you want to see. And and that's also that also just goes back to mastering your energy and what energy you put out because that's what you're going to attract, you know. So I, I could tell you I'm positive all day and you know I, I'm this and I stand for this and that. But if you're not doing it, it don't it don't mean nothing. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah, that's uh, something I'm processing right now is like just trying to do the thing in order to create the thing. Uh, yeah. So like on one side of my family, like it's dope. Like my cousins and I, we have like a good rapport. We get together, we do things. Yeah, a lot of our like every time we get together, it's like then we get together and we drink. We get together and we party, you know, oh, it's like, yeah. what else do we do <laughs> that doesn't involve having to case up, having to come with bottles? Uh, you know? like everything you know i'm like what what are the other activities that we do that doesn't so it's not about like social drinking you know right. uh, and it's wild because then like i think about like when we were kids and like seeing the generation before us like that's that's what they did every family gathering like all of us mm -hmm. kids ran around while like you know the parents and their friends got ripped you know yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we laughed about it and we joked and we teased them and we we're like that's not going to be us you know and then, and, and then now, and now we kind of do it, you know, exactly, uh, exactly. And so then now, now I'm like, okay, like we, we have done it. We've proved that we could do it. Um, yeah. Also, what else can we do? You know? Uh, and I know that like, I can't just tell all like my, my grown ass cousins being like, all right, we're not drinking. We're not doing this, whatever yet. And so I just kind of step back, like what you're talking about, like, well, what is my example? So then like, well, maybe just for me in my journey right now, like I step back and I don't involve mm -hmm. myself with this right. and, and then see what I can create and invite people to come and join my space. Uh, yeah. So like one big thing for me right now is kind of like powwow trail. Like I want to like get back to the powwow trail, get back to like, Definitely. you know, those type of community things. So I'm like, okay, well, this is hopefully something that like in future, we can start developing the routine, developing the habit to where we have more space available yeah. to us to engage in activities that aren't surrounded or that aren't like influenced or, you know, uh, with like, yeah. with smoking or drinking, whatever it is, you uh -oh. know, like other things outside of that, yet yeah, having to like really take that deep understanding mm -hmm. of like, oh, I got to step back and do this for myself yeah. uh, and only hope that, in that you know I, it's, it's I've, a visual thing like you're saying i've been right there bro i've been right there and uh you know it it, it when it really really messed me up it was a uh, 
and I and I really figured it out. And I'm like, this is like something don't seem right because, you know, I had an auntie who passed from cirrhosis of the liver. You know, she passed from drinking. And all of my older relatives and my cousins, like their response to that was, oh, we're going to have a shot for Annie. We're going to drink for Annie. And I'm like, don't you think she probably wouldn't want us to drink? You know, you don't think she probably uh, would live life a little different had she known, you know, this would happen or you you probably don't think she wants to see a one of us lose our life in the same way. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. and this was like early on, it's like 2004. I'm probably like, you know, 17 or whatnot, but um, 16 was yeah, like 16, 15. But um, even back then, you know, I'm scratching my head like, mm, I'm pretty sure that ain't what we supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, it took for me, to do the same thing, bro. And, uh, you know, from my experience, it, it did, it did help. And, it, and it's, it's something I'm still doing. Um, the, the, the opposite side of that is it can look and feel like to your family that you're, um, you know, you're, you're not trying to be a part of the family or like, you know, some might feel like, Oh, you think you're better or, you know, what I mean, you yeah. get like the negative outlooks on that sometimes. But, you know, like Michaela said, it, it's not until, you know, when they see what you're doing and then you can feel the positivity, you can feel you can see it like it's undeniable. Like, oh, that's why he's doing what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? It's not because like I think I'm better or like I'm, I'm trying to down y'all. I just want to show y'all a different way. You know what I mean? And and it is going to take you, you know, it's going to take you to remove yourself sometimes. and you know, uh, kind of let everybody jump on when they're ready, you know, at their own pace. I was, I was having that same conversation with, uh, with my cousin about politics and, you know, we were, uh, we just got a new council here and, you know, we were talking about what's it going to take for the family to start stepping up and, you know, getting on one accord, which I don't think is possible ever. You know what I mean? To be on that one accord, you know what I'm saying? But for the most part, like I was telling him, like, you know, those of us that are on the same, you know, wave, we just push, you know what I'm saying? And, and then we set the example and then we allow, you know, we kind of steamroll it and, and, you know, we get, uh, get get some pace going about ourselves. And then, you know, we, we never close the door, though, like whenever somebody's ready to, you know, jump on, so to speak, like, come on, like the door is still open, like you can still hop on the train, like, but we can't just stay stagnant because we all don't agree and we all don't see, you know, the same on, on, a, on a lot of things and on the politics side, you know, and that that's a lot of what, what I see now. It's like, we kind of just like, Oh, well, you know, people get discouraged. Cause it's like, Oh, well, we disagree here. We disagree here. But for me, it's like, that's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? You get like, you know, like you were saying about that show that lady's doing, it's like, you get these different perspectives and you get so many things that, you know, a person like me who seeks knowledge and seeks, like, I love to hear different perspectives, you know what I'm saying? Cause it, it might open my mind up to see things in a different light, you know, and hopefully I'm, you know, vice versa. I'm doing that for somebody else. So I think that's super important though. Super important. Just, just having not only like-minded people around, but people that think different. You know, and you definitely, you definitely got to be that, 
you know, you you, you got to remove yourself and go be that change. Like I remember when I started eating different. Um, and, and for me, like right now, my diet is crazy. Like I don't eat, I don't really label myself vegan. Like I said, I hate labels, you know what I'm saying? But I kind of just listen to what my body could take. And for a long time, I was eating things that my body couldn't take it, but it, it didn't, I didn't understand until I started listening to it, you know? Yeah. So, um, like right now I don't eat meat. Um, I rarely eat like poultry. I mean, uh, like fish, seafood and stuff. Um, and I don't eat dairy. And, um, you know, when I first started doing that, it was by accident. I was really trying to like gain muscle. And I was on this like regime where I'd only eat red meat once a week, you know, every other week. And it went, I went without red meat for like three weeks one time and I tried to eat it and I got so sick. I was like, what the hell? Like, it's no way I could feel like this. So I just cut it out. Then I started getting like, you know, I started wondering why. So I started digging into why my body can't take this shit. And it's come to find out it's horrible for you. You know what I mean? And this was before like all the documentaries and the, and the movies before like the knowledge was like super out there for everybody, you know? And it was just what I was learning from my experience. It was like, you know, people like the family, they were kind of like, you know, like, like, what are you doing? Like, you don't eat meat. What you doing? You know what I'm saying? A lot of times at the dinner table, like I was the butt of the jokes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was, it was like, whatever, you know, it was cool. But from then to now, which is like probably like six, seven years ago from then to now, like more than half of my family is on the same hype now. You know what I mean? More than half of my family ain't eating meat or they're not eating dairy or, you know what I mean? And what it took for them to understand, you know, it, for a lot of people, it did take the movies and the documentaries and, you know what I mean? Like, so that's something too. I tell people like when you're trying to, you know, teach and you can't really be so emotionally caught up when people don't receive the message from you, you know what I'm saying? Because they won't, you know, a lot of people just don't want it from you. You know what I mean? Like, you you could you could know more than a doctor, but because you don't have a piece of paper that say you were indoctrinated, they're not gonna hear it from you. You know what I'm saying? They not they don't want to hear it from you. They're not gonna accept it. So that's something that I had to learn too. And it's like like I said, to me, it's just about planting the seed and and knowing like you know whether you admit it or not. Like I know I got you on that. You know what I'm saying? Like I know like you remember nigga, I was the first nigga that you admit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't really necessarily need nobody to like thank me or pat me on my back or nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like, man, you and I know I've been on that. And it's good. Like, and it's something I want, I've been wanting you to get on, you know, get on the bus. So it's like, it's to me, like, that's where the gratification comes in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't never need nobody to like reach out and thank me or tell me, I'm, you know, as long as I see the change, that's when I feel like, okay. And I know like I was a part of that. It's like, cool. Like, okay, it's working. You know, I I, I keep going. I kind of like refill my battery like that, you know? Yeah. And do you, you live on your res, right? Yeah. So how do you kind of, how do you navigate that? Because a lot of people, especially amongst reses just throughout the nation, there's obviously limited resources and people do get caught up in drinking just because there are limited resources 
or a lot of people are just, you know, they're, it is very comfy and cozy at home to where mm-hmm. they, they want to leave the res to, you know, venture off and experience something new, but they end up staying. Um, yeah. So I guess it, it can feel very boxy at times, depending on where, you know, what type of res you're on. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of maintain that work-life balance along with, just, you know, just maintaining that mindset and motivation within yourself, within being on the res? Like what, how do you, how do you navigate that with doing what you want to do and trying to do what you want to do? Um, you know, for me, in in a nutshell, like uh, like I said, I, I'm just I, I'm super thankful for you know the casino and and you know the things that that is provided because it is really like for me it's a you know I stopped looking at it as money you know the per cap like I, once I start looking at it as a tool. You know, that's when, you know, like your whole life could change. You know, what I mean, that's when that's when you really start trying to venture out and and do things and, you know, go places. And, you know, um, it's so much bigger than, you know, getting your check and OK, what am I going to buy this month? You know what I'm saying? What a, I, I'm going to get a new car. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get this, get that. Like, nah, like, OK, like, let's get creative with it. You know what I'm saying? Um how can I make this make me more money? How can I make this, you know, get me closer to my goals and my desires? You know what I'm saying? And uh, for me, like that's that's been like a super like helpful resource just in general. You know what I mean? Just having not only just the resource of Percap, but the experience because mind you, like this, it took a lot of time for me to start thinking like that, you know, like I don't, I don't come from a family of money. So um, money management in itself, that wasn't something that was preached. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh, when you turn 18, what kind of car are you going to get? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that, that's about it. Like, you know, uh, Vegas being, you know what I mean? The, the like go to and kind of like as far as you'll ever go, you know what I mean? Being spoke about like growing up that was that was kind of it you know so it uh for me like one once I start thinking of things different and and just like you know how can I use what resources I have you know what I mean a- around me immediately to um help me get to where I want to go it, it it a lot of stuff kind of start changing for me you know what I mean and, and that's when uh and and I and I say that for everybody, you know, it, and it it wasn't just, you know, it is my my situation is a, uh, you know, it's original, but so is everybody else's. So I just think everybody should use what you have, you know, use the resources you have immediately available, and it might not be, you know, a per cap, it it, it might not be, you know, whatever the next person has, but I guarantee you have everything you need to get you where you want to go. You just got to start using it the right way. You know, you got to start using it the right way and thinking about it different, you know? And for me, it was like, uh, you know, that's why I said, like, I, I used to always, especially like doing music and stuff, like, you know, you, you compare and it's so much, you know what I mean? Like you'll compare your situation and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get in these, these downturns and, you know, feeling down on yourself and be like, oh, what is it I don't got that this person got and why there's somewhere that I want to be and, you know, why this hasn't happened yet and 
vice versa. And it's like, the only difference is they're utilizing what they have, you know, to the fullest, you know? And I knew like, okay, that's something I'm not necessarily doing. You know what I'm saying? I had to take accountability for that. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not really using my resources and I got a thousand, you know, I probably got more than the next person, but you know, the next person could look like they're doing so much more weller and they might be. And it's only because that they're using those resources. You know what I mean? They, they know how to use them or, you know, they've sat back and had these thoughts to themselves and they just start putting stuff in motion, you know? So I, I think in general, like that's, that'd be the, the number one thing is just use your resources. You know, whatever they may be, if you got a, a good group of friends, a good group of family, like whatever the case, like um, use that to get you where you want to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, most definitely. And that's the thing is, I think the res can be outlooked as something. I mean, everyone kind of can judge it in their own way. But, it, you know, for me, I feel like the res is definitely a beautiful, beautiful place, depending on how you yeah. look at it. And it is mainly community and it's the love and it's it's just mm -hmm. a it's not a feeling you really can get anywhere else. And right. uh, I'm a firm believer is you shouldn't have to leave your community for a better one, you know? And so how 100%. do you, yeah. Like how do I become my re how do I, how do I be a resource just based off what, I, what right. do I, you know, and pick right. up that forward. And so, but yeah, I know that is a struggle with some people is, you know, they want to leave the res to kind of gain that knowledge, but they're hesitant about it. When realistically, you know, you can be the resource by, yeah. you know, making the best of your situation by using the resources that you currently mm -hmm. have. It doesn't have to be a degree necessarily. It could be your support system, things like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was this older dude. He, he had put that into my head, you know, years ago I had went and had lunch with him and, uh, he, he told me that, you know, we was kind of just, we, I kind of just gave him like a little rough draft of, of my past and everything. And we had like a deep conversation. And he was saying to me, he's like, you know, he's like, I, he's like, bro, I can see it in you. Like, you know, you're, you're great. You're going to be a great person. He's like, but it seems like you're trying to run from what you should be running to, you know what I mean? And um, I'm like, what you mean? He's like, well, I could tell you just kind of like, you're like running from your res, like you want to, and I, and I was, you know, cause at the time it was, you know, it was hell. Like it wasn't like, you know, I had brothers passing back to back and, you know, cousins and, you know, I, I lost my sister. My mom just recently passed and they were back to back. And, you know, um, it, it definitely, the res is definitely something that can take you down if you let it. You know what I mean? If you're not looking at it through the right lens, mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, he told me that he's like, you know, how, how do you expect to change the world and you can't change the people around you? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, how do you do that? Like, you think you're going to go off and do something and then, you know, like, like, nah, it has to start there. You know what I mean? Like, it, it has to start at the root. You know what I mean? And I'm like, damn, OK. Yeah, you kind of right. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when I started like, okay, like you said, how can I be the change? How can I be the, you know, right here though? How can I be the influence right here before trying to be the influence everywhere else? You know? Yeah, most definitely. And it starts small, like even by you just yeah. setting you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's influence other people to do the same. So definitely, definitely. 
having those conversations with people, you know, just, uh, you know, those deep ones and those deep talks and, and just, just sharing that energy, you know what I mean? Just, just having positive energy when you go outside, like, I'm sure you guys got those people on the, uh, on the reses, you know, that just have a scowl all day. You know what I mean? And it's like, like what's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> like, you don't gotta be so bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I get it because, you know, it's it, especially living on a reservation like ours, you know, with the casino and the success that it brings. And, uh, you know, you get a lot of people that just think it's just all fun and games and that it's just, you know, um, a great place to be and you get people that want to bring their kids up here and it's like nah you know i'd be telling people like hey uh you might not want to leave your kid unattended up here all weekend you know what i'm saying like they, uh, they look at it like what y'all got money like it's cool like no it's not cool you know what i'm saying like it's, it's really not cool you know what i mean all right when your son come home smelling like weed and drunk and you know, he get a DUI underage with his friends and, you know what I'm saying? It's like, then you're going to kind of be looking like, hey, you want to stay away from that risk, you know? So I think uh, it, it, it's, it's hard, man. It, it is hard to, to just uh, be here and show up every day. You know, the res is definitely a place that, um, it's different, man. It's original. It's different. And, it, and it's hard. It's, it's just really, it's really hard body. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't know it and, and unless you know, unless you've been around and you've been up here and it's like, okay, like nah, y'all, you know, y'all living just about the same as the ghetto. You know what I mean? The people in the ghetto, it's like, you know, we deal with a lot of the same problems and issues. Um, but just with the drug abuse and the alcohol abuse, it's, it's that in itself is just super crazy. Like, you know, that that seeing that type of stuff in your home every day growing up, that's that's something that can fuck you up in the future. You know, you don't really get a grip on it early. So that's something I, I really been trying to help my people, you know, process because that's that's, you know, I come from that. You know what I mean? having a, a a family you know or a mother or a father that that was you know uh, addicted and other people in the family you know brothers and sisters and things so I, I know what that's like just trying to cope every day and being the one who doesn't have an addictive personality you know what I mean like I didn't I didn't just about you know I, I would say I had my like my head stage, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that, that was something I grew out of. You know, it's not something that once I realized how much it was slowing me down for real, you know, that that's something I had to back away from too. Cause I don't like feeling controlled. I don't like feeling like um I don't like feeling too dependent on anything or anyone. You know what I mean? I like being in control of myself, seeing knowing that that's the only thing I got control of anyway. You know what I mean? So anytime I feel like, oh, because, you know, it was to a point to where you couldn't do nothing without smoking. Like, oh, I can't eat. I can't go to sleep. I can't, you know, it was, even when I was working out, it was like, oh, I got to smoke before I work out. Then I got to smoke after I work out. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it, it. I was just too dependent. And once I stepped back and I looked at that, I was like, okay, yeah, like it's time to shake that. You know what I'm saying? It's time to shake those dependencies for real. And that's something I would I would I would tell anybody like uh that's that's something super big. Like if you feel like 
you have something that you depend on to get you through everyday life and it's not positive, you know what I'm saying? It's not like a, like a, like an exercising or like something that you can see a positive benefit from. You got to knock it off. You got to step back from it, you know? And that's, that's kind of like what I replaced with, with weed is like just being more active and exercising to where it's the same now. Like it's so addictive now to like, you know, if I don't do it, I, I don't feel as good as I know I would have. You know what I mean? I'm not going to feel good as, as good as yesterday when I worked out if I don't work out today. You know, and, and for me, like, it's a lot of positive results that come with that way more than smoking or drinking or, you know, any of the other vices that we go to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just spoke my life, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it went from went from some being fun to being whatever, then to it's just like everything, like every activity, you know, multiple times in the day, even just like the habit of like, okay, I'm about to go step outside and do this. So make yeah. sure I grab I get like I grab my water bottle, I grab my phone. I yeah. you know, like even like my mannerisms changed and I noticed yeah. it. I was like, no, this is like this whole routine now before yeah. before and after everything, you know. Uh, and yeah, it was like, okay, now I've understood that, like, even though I feel like, yeah, I'm in control of this, there's a dependency with it. And yes, I don't sir. like that fact, yeah. you know, yeah. cause I'm not trying to be dependent on nothing. Like you said. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, like having to kick that. Uh, yeah. and then once you like, yeah, once you get into what the awareness yeah. and then acting on the awareness, you start to see better results, you know? Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. That's what I was like, whoo. Yeah, got me. And I still smoke, like it's you know, but I I yeah. smoke at night, you know, and it's it's not an even a, it's not even an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just something that uh, you know, when I want to relax and you know chill out, and I don't have nothing going, and I can just kind of let my brain go wherever it goes. Once I take a couple hits, then I'll do that, you know. But uh, even like being in the creative space, like I, I used to think I was talking to my cousin about that. And it's like I was telling like, man, you remember when we used to think this shit was making us better? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it really wasn't, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. like and it. But it's not until you try to do it without it. And it's like, oh, shit, like I'm actually kind of like, you know, you kind of can get the creativity in other ways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who? One other thing that you got me with is uh, that you were in the best shape when you were angry because then you would go out and do stuff. And I was like, yeah. I was like, actually, low key, I was too because I would go out on hikes. I spent right. time on my yoga mat and I'm like, because I was, I was working through stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, oh, 2023, one of my goals is to get my body right again. I'm like, maybe I need to get mad. No, I'm playing. <laughs> you know, I said the same shit. I said the same shit, but I'm like, nah. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to do it without it. Like I'm gonna, you know, I, I'm gonna try to find some other motivation because yeah. that it what it wasn't a you know yeah. it wasn't a good time in yeah. general, you know. But it, it did. Uh, you know, I I found like I said, I found a positive way to uh, to deal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but yeah, I don't want to go back to that place. Yeah. <laughs> So now you're working on your second Res Runner event. Is is that yeah. an active pursuit? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, when does that all schedule out, and and how's that process going? Um. So my 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 goal for the Res Runner is to take it res to res. You know, what I mean, I want to take the the show on the road because, as we know, like we were speaking about earlier, it's not you know it's hard to get people off the res. 
So my thing is I want to bring the medicine to you. You know what I mean? I want to bring it to your ribs. Yes. So um, so um that's that's something I'm I'm in the works of doing. Um more so on just figuring out like how to to like take advantage of like grants and whatnot to have the funds to do this type of traveling, you know what I'm saying? And and host these type of events, you know what I mean, where I can host them at. So um I just been doing like a lot of little background work on it. You know what I mean? Like figuring out what grants are available because it's a ton of them out there. You know, it's it's a ton of them, especially for uh for natives and just blacks and you know what I mean, just yeah. people of color in general. So um I've been doing like a lot of research on that and really just kind of planning and 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 just gearing up to really take it like full on this year you know to where i'm hitting a different reservation every other month or so you know um so that's it's it's been going super cool and, and it's something that i feel like it, it we had a dope turnout you know we had a good turnout last last year and uh we did it in july but um People still ask me, you know, people ask me like they're hungry for the next one. You know what I mean? Like, hey, when's yeah. the next one? Where it's going to be? So I'm like, that's great. That's great. I I just want to see it get bigger and bigger. And we ran like where we run right here on the res. It's a mountain. Um, it's, it's not hunt. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no like straightaway. This is like a, a big zigzag mountain. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. three miles up and down. So it's like it, it was tough. But, you know, my thing is so is life. You know, and it's like we find that um, we 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 try to put you know the running into a life perspective, and if you can yeah. find the endurance to make it to the top, you can find the endurance to make it through anything within life. You know what I mean? Just um, just by not giving up and just having that positive self talk that you can do it. You know what I mean? And you're gonna get there. Like it's you know there is a finish line you know what i mean but at the same time it don't stop you know what i mean you're just gonna get right back on another marathon and that's something i've been learning about life like i said like you know i've had things and different trauma happen back to back and it seemed like it never stops and that's something i feel like i'm okay with now you know what i mean is that knowing that everything comes in seasons and you know what i'm saying and the the big picture is taking advantage of the now when things are going right and not being so hung up on what went wrong yesterday because tomorrow something might go wrong again. And if you're so hung up on yesterday, you're not going to get to enjoy that downtime of when things are going good, you know? Yeah. So that's, 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 that's something I've really been like trying to implement in my everyday. You know? Exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For real. It's exciting. Yeah. So I guess aside from that, again, you're into everything. You do the res runner, you do the video production, snowboarding, music, streetwear, boxing, et cetera, et cetera. Wakeboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Wakeboarding. So it's just like, what should we be on a lookout for? How can we support any projects that you can share? Um, If not, we totally understand that as well. But how can the people Um, and where can they support you? Man, everywhere. Just, um, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot of more music this year. Um, a lot more clothing. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Space Trap Native. Um, Twitter. Um, it's Beasy. Um, the, the the website trapnative.com. Um, yeah, just tap in. You know what I mean. Tap in. I'm always open to just like I said, have conversations and 
you know, that's that's what I thrive on, just sharing perspectives and, you know, sharing information. You know, I, I never want to be like a, you know, a gatekeeper. You know what I mean? And you get a lot of those in, in Indian country too, right? You know what I mean? The people that feel like they all cultured up and they got all this knowledge, yet they don't share it. You know, they they want to talk to you in, 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 in your language just to and just to see that, you know, you don't understand it without giving you an explanation. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know I'm not that versed in the language, like, don't just try to stun on me and, you know, hit me with it. Like, tell me what you said. You know what I mean? Like, teach me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, uh, I definitely never try to be like a gatekeeper if it's something or, you know, something I know or, uh, you know, an experience I could share with somebody. I'm definitely open for it, you know, all the time. Each one teach one. I think that's that's what we got to be on, you know? Definitely. Well, I know I could keep this conversation going all day, right. but I'm sure you guys don't have all day. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been awesome talking to you. We definitely appreciate you coming out. Everyone, make sure to follow those socials, follow this movement because Hootie really is a whole movement. There's a lot of people. I'm really excited to see what you have coming up. So, um, again, I just want to say, good to y'all, y'all. Thank you so much for sitting Thank down. You. Yeah, hi. Thank you. everybody for tuning in today as always it's a pleasure to be here with my crew simply talking our black native talk like we do there's a whole lot more for us to discuss though so stay locked in you can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics questions or small business shout outs to our socials and you might just hear us discuss it on air our ig handle is at quantumtheorypod and you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantumtheory so be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotskiya pihechnu. See you next time. <laughs>